Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Okay, I'm going to start a series today. I am not going to call it brand new because it's not brand new. All right, this is a series that um, we had done in Manipal, I think, two years back. All right, but um, you know, even as um, you know, been praying, been sitting in the presence of God and asking, Lord, Lord, what is it that you want to speak to us as a church? This was one thing that kept coming back again and again. And if you remember last week, you know, we decided that we were going to fast and pray, and we gave, you know, the time of worship. All right, and because it was, it was coming to a place where we're giving the first to the Lord. All right, and in line with that, somehow God brought the series back up in my heart, and you know, speaking to a lot of people, I realized, okay, this is something I think you know the Holy Spirit wants to again bring back in the hearts, in the minds, in the light of God's Scripture to us. So, how many of you are ready for this? All right, now let me just uh, give you. Um, disclaimer i mean it's called a disclaimer right at the beginning yeah disclaimer all right this may not be a very exciting topic for some of you some of you might be thinking why are we even talking about this in the church all right i'll come back to that a little later but because um, okay let me just uh, not keep the suspense okay let me just give the title of the series okay the title of the series okay that we're going to be looking at is called where's my money all right so like i said you know money is not a topic that you know we would like really think about we would say that oh man because why do we have to bring god and money into the picture all right because many times i i don't know if about you okay but many times you know when you think about money when you're dealing with money when you're spending or you know you're giving of money to someone or somebody all right we never think about god in that picture i mean think about the time that you bought something do you think about you know god okay god this is you know money we we i mean god you know doesn't come in till you know maybe somebody comes and brings the offering bag in front of you and says okay now i need to give my money in the church all right so many times you know we don't attribute money and god together all right but uh let me tell you why i brought this title up okay because uh, you know some of the principles you know that is that we will be looking at you know for the next couple of weeks in the series were principles that um, you know god taught me you know through pastor you know through studying god's word okay a lot of those things and many of those things always kept you know lighting up but no matter how many times i've studied these principles no many no matter how much time i've applied these principles at the end of every month even till this point I always find myself asking this question to myself. I don't know if you ever asked a question to yourself, okay? I mean in the beginning of the month, I mean if you're a student, okay, your parents sends you money, okay, if you're a working person, you get money from, you know, as a salary. Okay, at the end of the month, I don't know if you ever asked this question. I've always asked this question, where did all that money go? Okay, even today, I'm not kidding when I say this, even today, every end of every month i mean my wife be my witness for this i'll ask her where did all the money go and if you're into keeping accounts okay this money i spent here this money i mean that's a good thing all right but if you're not okay in keeping accounts your mind always goes back to think okay this month i spent on that this was a major expense this was a major expense and then you realize that okay man all the money was not you know extravagantly spent i mean it was all there was a valid reason for any of it but the question always begets as all my money all right and today we are in week 1 and i've titled today's today's message okay as my money my heart all right and um, again one more thing which i want to give as a disclaimer before the series we begin it's true that we are looking at principles of money it's true that you know we are looking into some of the biblical truths about money but can i tell you this okay if you were to take all of these principles and you you know take the money f- name out of it and you would apply most of these principles into every area of your life let's say i mean not just your finances not just the money part of it but let's say you're looking you're applying some of these principles into your career into your relationships you know into marriage okay into parenting i'm telling you it 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 applies in every single area of your life and this is what i've observed okay as i've been applying many of these principles it changes those areas even beyond your understanding 
it definitely does all right so um again today you know like uh, why i have titled today's message as my money my heart okay because here's the thing that i want us to also understand it's not every time about how much money we give okay that's something that i strongly believe with my heart it's about the attitude of our heart of how we give it okay you might give a huge sum of money you might give just maybe 1 rupee but it's not about the amount or the amount of or the quantity of how much you give as matters as to the condition of your heart that really matters of how you give that okay i'll explain that as we go forward okay so i want to start with this quotation which jesus says all right it it's found in the gospel of matthew okay matthew is writing this but these are jesus's words matthew 7 verse 1 to 2 here's what jesus says judge not that you be not judged for with what judgment you judge you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured back to you does jesus speak about money here there's no quotation of money here all right he's just saying listen if you he's saying do not judge all right judge not because if you judge you will also be judged with what judgment you judge you will be judged the measure you use the principle that jesus is saying with the measure that you use is what will measure be back to you now the same scripture all right you find dr luke okay in his gospel about jesus he expands this particular scripture to a little more few more things okay so we're going to look at that the same scripture but there's an expansion of the scripture okay luke's gospel chapter 6 verse 37 to 38 here's what he says judge not same verse and you shall not be judged now he brings in a new term condemn not and you shall not be condemned forgive and you shall be forgiven give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use it will be measured back to you if you notice okay the first part we saw a little bit okay but condemn not forgiveness we brings in here he brings his new principle here okay which we didn't see in matthew give and it will be given to you all right and then the last part is again from um matthew that we just read for with the same measure that you use it will be measured back to you giving is a heart issue and if you look at here you know nowhere jesus mentions about money all right but i don't know if you've ever noticed verse 38 is often a scripture if you've been to church if you've grown up in church it's often a scripture that's used to or related to money most, most of the time you hear that verse being quoted in relation to money but in the scripture nowhere does jesus bring about the terminology of money he just bringing a simple principle and what's the principle whatever you do you'll get it back and you won't just simply get it back of what you're giving you will actually get more than what you're giving all right and he starts by saying you know about the judgment part of it okay and and judgment i mean let me let me ask you this okay have you ever felt judged have you ever felt judged some of you are like you don't have to think yes yes i've been judged okay now here's a question that i want you to think about what if you're being judged hey because you're judging others I need to just think about that for a moment okay i mean i remember okay uh, there was this girl that i mean long back okay i think maybe i don't know maybe 5 6 years back okay and um, today she is married you know she has kids and she's doing really well and um, i remember one time she came home and and she you know this whole instagram thing and all that and i said okay are you still on instagram because i remember she was my friend on instagram and now i don't notice and then she says you know i'll be very honest with you i've blocked you Okay I've just outrightly I've just blocked you and and I slick surprise and I said I didn't do anything to you did I scold you did I fire you I didn't do anything I mean why would you do something like that and then she brings this whole statement up she says you know the reason I blocked you because don't worry you're not the only person who's blocked my parents are blocked my grandparents are blocked I said they're all on Instagram yeah they're all on Instagram and the only reason they are on Instagram is to follow my account to see what I'm doing and I'll be very honest I just you know that 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 small space is like my space and I don't want anybody looking into you know what I'm doing why because many times I feel and I'm sitting there I'm listening to this whole thing and I'm thinking okay fine I mean yeah fair enough okay man you you don't want to be judged so that's why you blocked me off and you blocked off you know all those this things so I'm like okay fine but 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 here's here's something that I want to ask you I asked her you know 
I didn't even do anything to her. I didn't even know that you had blocked me till you told me that. But haven't you already judged me? Because I've not done anything to you and you're already thinking that, you know, if, if I become a part of your friend list and I'll see what pictures you're posting, what videos you're posting and I'll see what's going on in your life, okay, you're thinking that I will judge you. But hey, before any of those things happened, you've already blocked me. Haven't you already judged me? And she looks at me with these wide open eyes like, you know, when brick came and just hit her revelatory eyes. I mean, you've seen that kind of expression where she's like, and then she looks at me and she says i'm sorry i'm like okay you know nothing has happened and already you know so many things have already actually happened and she goes back okay she unblocks me and today we're great friends she keeps looking to my account i said no you're looking to mine okay but i'm just saying you know and and here's what i want us to understand okay if you ever been judged i want you to think about this for a moment is it true or is it possible that you're judging somebody else because according to this principle it says if you judge somebody you be judged also all right now verse 38 all right it says there okay give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom now i want you to understand the scripture all right when i say understand the scripture okay back in the day all right uh, this is basically a farming connotation that's been used here all right because again most of the israelites were into farming and you know if you remember jesus most of his parables has to do with farming all right but here in this particular passage okay god really brings this principle or let me put it this way jesus brings this principle because again it's a farming terminology now what do we mean by that back in those times you know jesus day when they would collect the harvest there was always two groups of people who was collecting or picking up the harvest okay and and what god had strictly ordained was the corners of each field okay i want you to imagine like you know this black sheet here okay black carpet here is like a harvest field all right so the corners are left out for one group of people and the center of this harvest field is left for another group of people all right now here's a what picture that i want us to imagine the corners of the field god had clearly instructed you know the harvesters or everyone to leave these corners out for the poor people all right but the the people were instructed to collect the harvest only from the center of the field does that make sense all right now let me let me just give you a quick note i wanted to say this before okay most of this series is going to be a little bit of teaching so i want you to bear with me i promise i'll try not to bore you okay okay i'll try to keep it as interesting as i can okay but i wanted to imagine this the harvesters are supposed to collect harvest only from the center of the field the poor people are supposed to collect it from the corners all right now if you were in one of their positions how would you collect it i want you to think if you were a harvester here's here's a picture that i fathom or here's a picture that you know i want you to really paint inside of your mind if you were a harvester you had a basket to collect you know what is supposed to be collected all right how much would you collect would you collect overfull you wouldn't collect overfull you know why because you are at the center of the field and as you keep filling up your basket with the harvest what's going to happen to your basket it's going to get heavy so you're going to have to collect or pick up a really heavy basket and what are you going to have to do you're going to have to go to the place where they you know dumping all the main harvest and you're going to put there and then you're going to come back all the way walk all the way back and um, this is only so much okay i want you to picture a huge okay fine harvest field you've seen those uh, rice fields when you go back to kerala those huge you know fields i'm talking about they have to walk all the way back to the center again pick up a basket and again walk to the edge of the field so how much would they collect they would collect only little why because they know that man i have to take this and i have to walk all the way back and i don't want to do that so i'm going to collect a little bit all right so that that was happening in the center of the field now what if you're a poor person you're instructed all that in the corners maybe even the leftovers are for you all right maybe these people are carrying from the center some stuff is falling off you can pick that as well and maybe if you're a poor person you just have one basket in your hand. how much would you pick you would make sure that basket is like filled up filled up filled up all right so much to an overflow because you just got this one chance and you don't want to miss even one scrap that might fall off accidentally all right what is it saying here okay come back to the scripture what is it saying here given it will be given to you good measure so i want you to picture the poor man he's got a basket 
he's in the corner all right and he's taken that good measure he's pressing down the first batch that he's put in all right and now he's shaking up a little bit why is he shaking it up because he needs more space all right and then it's going to come again he's going to dump in more and it comes to a place of overflow does it make sense and that is why i'm saying see jesus is saying listen if you give it will be given back to you but how is it going to be given back to you it's going to be pressed down shaken together and then again more is going to be till you come to a place of overflow you know the best way to picture this in modern day this okay i think some of you young students might really relate to this let's say you're going back home you know you're going back home like tomorrow or day after okay and you've got like you know laundry all right and you don't want to do the laundry one is because you're lazy you don't want to give it to the laundry guy why because you have to pay so what do you do you make sure you wait till that time that you because you know you're going home in two days right and what would you do you would take one bag press it down shake it up a little bit why you want more space and then you will fill it and you will overflow it till sometimes the zipper actually breaks does it make sense now i don't want you to ever forget the scripture every time you read through this picture should run in your I hope it makes sense. And that is what I'm trying to tell you. Listen, this is what Jesus is saying. Listen. Give and it will be given to you. And how is it going to be given to you? It's going to be pressed down, good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. All right? Now, Jesus is saying again, like I said, you know, I don't want us to miss the principle. The the principle what Jesus is saying, listen, when you give, more will be given back. more will be given back to you now uh, what what i mean let me give you another example okay let's say you plant an apple tree if you plant an apple tree will you just get back one apple why not because let's let's be honest when the apple tree grows up and it produces fruit and you take one apple from that apple tree that apple has multiple seeds and you know that if you go back and plant each and every one of those seeds that are there each of those seeds are going to root up and shoot up into a plant which will give you multiple more apples okay so when you give you're going to receive more back all right now look at the context of what jesus is saying all right jesus is talking about three very specific things here judging condemning and forgiving judging condemning and forgiving so if you give judgment judgment will be given back to you good measure come on complete the verse with me okay good measure pressed down shaken together and more will be added into your bosom sounds exciting does it not as i said listen if you ever feel judged if you feel like you know people are judging you i'm telling you it's a good check to have on yourself hey am i in a place where i'm actually judging somebody else because what if this is all just a you know yeah put back okay somebody is just giving it back to me i mean they don't know the principle but i do and what if i'm receiving judgment because i've been judging somebody else now condemning condemn not lest you will be condemned again come on let's let's do it together now good measure pressed down shaken together running over into will be put into your Does that make sense? Judging, condemning, and here's the good news: where Jesus closes up, forgiveness. I say, listen, if you forgive, if you forgive somebody, guess what's going to happen? Forgiveness is going to be given back to you. Again, complete the verse with me: good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. The root word of forgiveness is to give. Does it make sense? Why? Forgive means you're giving off forgiveness. Yes, I was hurt with somebody. Yes, somebody did something to me, but I'm giving off forgiveness to that person. And can I tell you this? The ones who have difficulty in forgiving are the ones who have difficulty giving off the things that's been done to them. Forgiveness can be done by those people who are in favor of giving. What does forgiveness mean? It means listen, I'm not going to hold on to something. I'm not going to, you know, keep things in myself, but I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give it away. They don't deserve it, but still I'm going to give it away. I'm not going to keep it back within my heart. And so, here's the thing. If you're not in favor of giving, if you're not a giver, can I tell you this? You will have difficulty forgiving. 
why because forgiveness comes from the root word to give all right but again let me let me come back you know to what we've been looking at okay does jesus talk about money anywhere here he doesn't what's he really talking about he's talking about an attitude of our what are you carrying in your heart are you carrying judgment are you carrying condemnation are you carrying you know all of these things in your heart and guess what listen if you're going to be carrying these things inside of your heart it's going to be given back to you and you're not just going to get what you've given you're going to get good you know the scripture this is why it's important to give this is why and and this is why you know jesus is saying listen what is matters is the fact that you know what you're carrying inside your heart he doesn't talk about money at all in this entire scripture all right now again there's a scripture which many of us we know really well matthew's gospel 621 here's what jesus says for where your treasure is there your heart will be also where your treasure is there your heart will be also now you know again this this whole principle okay here's what i want us to think about okay because this is something that i used to get asked quite a lot okay the church is always after your money have you heard that one okay some people want to stay off church because they're like ah oh, you go to that church if there's a meeting there's something they'll ask you for their money okay now i mean you know arguers will be arguers i'm not going to you know Let's talk more about that but let me put that in context let me put that in perspective for you when we say that the church is after your money can i can i just take it one step further is that okay the church is not really after your money he's not she is not church is always referred to as she she is not after your money do you know who's really after your money god is after your money and do you know why god is after your money because of the scripture here because here's what god knows and here's what i want us to understand this morning every time god can get you to reach out to your wallet and give money to the church guess what he has access to he has access to your heart the god is not after your money because he needs money he's not after that we will talk about that little later in the series about you know god wanting money we will talk about little later all right but here's the principle that i want us to understand the reason why god is after your money is because he's after your heart and that's what really he's that matters to him he wants your heart to be in tune with him and he knows that listen because of this principle now you know <laughs> i remember you know when in two years back when we were talking about the series this thought came into my mind and i want to say this to you all right listen do you know that there is a string that is attached to your heart to your wallet i mean today we don't many of us we don't carry wallets we have our online ways of payment but do you know that there is a string that is attached an invisible string that is attached from your heart to your money think about that for a moment isn't it true that every time you have to pay for yourself it hurts a little all right i mean if somebody else is paying for you i'm like ah oh, thank you so much okay but if you have to pay for yourself or you have to pay for you know the group or something like that what happens okay fine mm. there's an invisible string isn't it every time you have to reach out from your account or from your wallet you know every time there's something that happens inside of your heart and have you ever wondered what's going on inside my heart i mean money is money i mean there's no connection at least you know medically there's no connection any doctors here okay i'm a doctor fine there's no connection but why is it that every time we take our money out there's something that pulls you don't want to okay and man the pastor is asking for money okay here comes the offering bag okay because of the scripture because of this principle and that is why i want you to understand church the reason why god is after your money is because he's after your heart there is a connection where your treasure is there your heart will be also it's not the other way around it's not like listen if you're passionate about god and if you're this and that about god listen your money will automatically go into that place no that's not the principle the principle is listen where you put your money in that's where your heart is also think about it i mean just talking about church and god for that matter think about the places that you put your money into isn't it true that the reason that you put your money in that place is because your heart is there also your money is what ultimately you know leads your heart into and that is why see i've i'm telling you this principle is so powerful i've seen people you know back in church in mangalore i've seen people you know who are not believers who come into a place where they say that listen i want to give money to the church i want to you know help out in this area of what god is doing in this area and that area i've seen those people automatically their hearts become in tune 
the reason is because this principle is very very powerful there's a string okay i believe that is connected to your heart to your money so here's what i want to deal with you know the remaining time that we have like i said you know the series okay is about money but today i want to deal with an attitude of our hearts all right so how do we develop a heart of giving how do we develop into a how do we come into a place where we decide that listen i don't want to be selfish i don't want to keep things for myself but i want to be able to come to a place where i'm a giver because i know if i can give what's going to happen to me it's going to come back to me good measure pressed down shaken together and i'm telling you listen that's why i told you earlier this principle does not just apply to money it applies to every area of our life when you come to a place that you're a giver you want to give forgiveness you don't want to give out judgment you don't want to give out condemn condemnation you know things that is going to come back to you are things that you already are willing to give out and that applies even in money sowing and reaping have you heard that principle as you sow so shall you reap but jesus is saying listen you don't just reap back what you sow you get more than what you actually so so how do we develop a heart of generosity how do you develop a heart of giving okay i want to look at the scripture and you know i'm going to give you four points on how we can develop that okay deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 7 to 8 here's what you know moses is saying to the people but god given this instruction if there is among you a poor man of your brothers within any of the gates in your land which the lord your god is giving you you shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand from your poor brother but you shall open your hand wide to him willingly lend him sufficient for his need whatever he needs i could preach the whole message from that one verse okay i want you to read that scripture okay here's what he's saying listen if there's a poor man amongst you and you have and you know that that person needs something what's he saying you shall open your hand wide okay you shall open your hand wide and willingly lend him sufficient for his need whatever he needs okay his point number 1 if you want to develop a heart of giving if you want to develop a heart of generosity you know what's the first thing that we need to deal with we need to learn to deal with our selfish hearts okay the point number 1 deal with a selfish heart okay this is scripture we've read till verse 8 deuteronomy 15 verse 9 the one verse just immediately after what we read beware okay he's saying you need to give open your hand wide and give to those who needs okay beware lest there be a wicked thought in your heart saying the seventh year the year of release is at hand and your eye be evil against your poor brother and you give him nothing and he cry out to the lord against you and it becomes sin among you okay here's what he's saying beware there should be a wicked thought inside of you when you're giving to your brother when when you know that there's somebody who needs help who needs money who needs you know whatever that you have and you have it in your hands you have it in your possession he's saying listen willingly give it to him whatever he needs all right why is he saying that because he's saying listen so that there should not be a wicked thought in your heart saying this okay the seventh year the year of release is at hand okay now let me just explain the year of release okay or you know popularly known as the year of jubilee you heard of that okay um god had this law okay back in the mosaic this thing he had this law that if you, if you were to borrow money from somebody okay you let's say you know you borrowed money from somebody a certain amount okay for a period of 6 years you're not able to pay back you're paying little little but you're not able to pay back the whole thing you know what happens in the 7th year 7th year is called as the year of release or the year of jubilee which means that if you've not been able to pay whatever the debt that you had taken from somebody for all these 6 years the 7th year you're completely released from actually having to give back what that lender gave to you isn't that exciting I mean I wish that law was here today. You can just borrow and then wait out for 7 years because 7th year you are completely free from debt and free from you know the fact that you have to give it back. And here's here's where God brings the whole picture in. Listen. Let's say in the 6th year on the 7th year the year of release is at hand. And you know there's somebody who wants to borrow money from you. The thought that should be running in your mind should not be that okay man you know what Seventh year is coming. Seventh year is coming. What's going to happen? They don't have to give the money back to me. 
and what am i going to do with the fact that if they don't give back the money that i've already given to them does that make sense and he's saying listen that's a wicked thought can i tell you this you know what god is literally saying the fact that you are actually thinking like that is a wicked thought can i put it this way selfishness is something that god calls sin it's a sinful thought you should not have that wicked thought is what god is saying you should never think that man what if they cannot give the money back what if they can't you know i've helped them what if they cannot give it back to me what i've given to them i need it back and if this whole law this principle exists where you know there's a law of release then i don't want to be in that place where you know they don't have to owe anything back to me because i i'm giving so that i can get it back and he's saying listen the very thought that whole idea is something that you know is completely a wicked thing and you should not carry that thought of sin inside your heart i want you to think about this have you ever thought why god created giving okay i want you to put that scripture up there i mean that statement up there all right giving is what drives selfishness and greed out of your hearts it does when you will start to give out maybe maybe you know you're thinking okay if i give this okay will i get it back okay i don't know if i'm ever going to get it back but when you start to learn to give you know what you do you're actually doing inside your heart you're actually pushing out selfishness you're pushing out greed inside your heart you know um <laughs> i don't know about you guys okay the guys here okay but i know that i was very very guilty of this okay i don't like sharing my food I really don't. Okay. And we got married, okay? Uh, it it just grew a lot more worse because I remember every time me and you know my wife Anu we would go into a restaurant or we go into a hotel, okay? She would wait for what I would order. All right. Some of you are already laughing. If she would just wait for me to order and I say you order first. No, no, you order first. And I would order and then she would look at something else she would order and as soon as my plate came in, you know what she would do? What do you think she would do? She said, oh, "That looks nice." I said, "Yeah, it should look nice. I ordered it." How does it taste? It tastes very good. Thank you very much. She would reach out and this thing, you know, from her. She said, "You, you've ordered yours. You want? I don't want yours. I'm happy with mine. You have yours. I have mine. I'm not sharing my plate. All right. But, but I'm telling you, over the years, all right, over the years, you know, now what we do." we look for you know every time we go to a hotel we we look for you know whether it's an ice cream parlor whether it's an hotel we would look for you know two different new things that's there because ultimately i've come to realize this truth that i can never do away with i guess for the rest of my life she's always going to reach out to my plate she's always is and 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 you know so what we do is we order something new from both of this thing so we eat the top part and then Yeah, okay, fine. And then you know I would eat what she's ordered and she would eat what is my order and she would tell me often and on a 90% true. Okay, you can ask her after the service is over. Yours is really good, hain. Okay. But here's what I want us to understand. Listen, when you come to a place of giving, you know what happens? Selfishness goes out the back door. When you start to give, when you start to share, when you start to just, you know, start giving off what is there, I'm telling you listen, today I'm able to give out because man, man, you know, God's been dealing with that whole area of selfishness inside my heart. And he's just pushing it out and every time I give, you know, the selfishness just seems to be walking out the back door. So number 1, you know, we need to learn to deal with a selfish heart. Here's number 2. You need to learn to deal with a grieving heart. Look at what you know again Deuteronomy 15 verse 10 the next verse you shall surely give it to him and your heart should not be grieved when you give it to him because for this thing the lord your god will bless you in all your works and in all to which you put your hand like i told you earlier every one of these principles not just attributed to money can i ask you this do you want to be blessed in everything that you do in your studies in your relationships everything that you put your hand into learn to give That's what it says here. Listen, you shall surely give to him, and your heart should not be grieved. Why? Because for this thing, for what thing? For the fact that you have given. What's God going to do for you? God is going to bless you in all your works and in all to which you put your hand. But what do you do? You learn to give. You learn, you know, not to hold it back. You learn not to, you know. I mean, you know what's the opposite of giver? holder i call it holder you know holding holding is like it's mine i'm not going to give it to anybody 
this is all belongs to me and i'm not going to give it to anybody and here's what he's saying listen if you learn to give you'll be blessed in everything that you do but here's a principle you know that 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 i want us to look at here he's saying deal you know don't be grieved the fact that you give have you ever given and then felt grief inside your heart oh why did i give i don't know if this has ever happened to you okay but it's happened to me so many times okay um again you know i remember back in mangalore okay every time there would be a need you know i would be the first person to raise my hands and say okay i'll give i'll give okay and the minute i give you know what happens something goes wrong in my house okay there will be some repair work something that you know that i actually need money for okay and i mean you know i'm a very meticulous planner i am a meticulous planner i love to you know keep things on this thing okay so many times you know when i found myself i've given off you know what happens something goes wrong in my house where i actually need to put out money and i need to give and then you know what's the thought that runs in my mind sometimes i should not have given to the church i could have actually used that money you know for this particular purpose or for that particular purpose because you know suddenly you know there's a sense of grief that comes inside your heart like oh man why did i give i don't know if it's ever happened to you all right you lend money to somebody and then you realize that man you have a need and you wish that you had not lended so much money because if you had not lended that money you could have actually used it for yourself and here's a principle you know that i want us to catch on selfishness attacks us before we give and grief attacks us after we give you're very selfish you like should i should i not should i should i not that's the selfish nature that comes in and hits us you know before we give and after we give you know what follows grief follows you're like why did you give okay or if that person comes in and tells you hey you know what i was supposed to give you money you know by the end of this time or whatever and i may not be able to give you you know like oh, great okay i don't know if that thought ever runs inside of your mind because that's the truth okay the enemy loves to hit you with selfishness before and grief afterwards you feel bad like oh man why did i give that money that money is gone have you ever made that statement after you given money to somebody oh that money is gone they'll never give it back how will they give it back they are like struggling oh forget it oh man i should never have given it's a lesson for me god thank you so much for teaching that lesson have you ever said that i'm telling you listen it's very powerful selfishness attacks us before we give grief attacks us after we give and that's the way the enemy loves to play with our mind why because he does not want us to give he does not want us to come into a place where we become a giver but he wants us to come into a place where we just hold up things for ourselves why because he knows the principle that we saw earlier is true when you give god's going to bless you and he the enemy does not want you to be blessed all right so number 1 deal with a selfish heart number 2 deal with a grieving heart okay now let me let me ask you this okay do you know why we grieve on you know why we go through that point of grief before after we give do you know why we go through that point of grief you know why we feel sad oh i should not have given why did i give do you know why we go through that because we think that everything that we have belongs to us we think that man it was my money i gave that money now i'm not going to get it back oh You know what Psalm says? All right? The Psalmist says this. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Can I make the statement, you know, at the beginning of this series? Nothing on this earth belongs to you. You can say it's your money, but it's not. You can say, you know, these possessions belong to me, but it's not. Do you know who really has that? Who's the owner of that? it's god i want you to think about this okay many some of us are working some of us you know receive money from our parents as students okay is it really your money okay you can say no it's not my money it's my parents money you can say it's not my money it's the company who gave me the money because you know i worked for them but does it belong to your company does it belong to your parents also it does not it belongs to god everything on this earth belongs to god and you need to understand that listen when i'm giving what am i doing what god has already entrusted into my hands i'm just taking and giving it to somebody else who somebody who really needs it and that's why i don't have to grieve because man none of these things belong to me the money does not belong to me if god has given me today and i'm giving it to somebody because somebody is in need guess who's going to replenish you know into my hand even if they can't give it back god is 
and that's the place you know god wants us to come to where we come to a place of trusting and believing that listen god you're the one who's put into my hands and i'm giving to help somebody else i'm left with nothing god will never come and bring you into a place where you're left with nothing and that's why you know it says uh, listen i want you to go back to that scripture okay give and it will be given does it say who gives back to you do you know who gives back to you God is the one who replenishes if you think that man if i give i'm going to be left with nothing you know my pocket is filled with money and i pull out the money from my pocket my pocket's going to be empty do you know who's going to give it back to you who's going to make sure that your pockets are replenished it's the lord and god wants you to come to that place of trust come to that place of security come to that place you know like what we were talking about in the morning about refuge come to that place of refuge and say that listen god you are my provider you are the one who's giving me everything that i have in my life okay so number 1 deal with a selfish heart number 2 deal with a grieving heart here's number 3 develop a generous heart deuteronomy again the next verse deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 14 he's saying you shall supply him liberally from your flock from your threshing floor from your wine press from what the lord has blessed you with you shall given you shall give to him can i make this statement each of us we are born selfish when we are born we are born selfish all right but can i say this when you're born again you're born with a generous heart you're born selfish but when you're born again when you give your life to the lord when you accept jesus christ as your personal lord and savior you're born again generously that's the heart change that god allows you to go through when you come into a place where you're born again now you know i mean you know you know my children right i've got john who's my older son ethan's you know my second son all right and jeremy is my third i remember this incident happened you know when uh, ethan my son he was like just 2 years old all right now he was just learning to pick up words and i remember you know the first words obviously that he picked up was mama and papa and the third word i believe okay that he picked up immediately after these two words guess what was the word mine all right mine all right and every time you know he would come and he would pick up i mean you know pick up a toy this is mine we didn't even pick that word from i mean none of us used that word mine and mine 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 man it was all the time that way and i remember you know as a child i mean it still happens today okay by the way but you know back then you know every time john would go pick up a toy guess who would run behind it my second son ethan would be like man that's mine you can't take that that's that belongs to me that's mine you know i mean literally that was what indirectly he was telling him all right and then you know we would come into a place both of us parents we would talk to john and say like you know what he's a younger brother you got to learn to share you got to this and then he would get upset but he would ultimately give that so he would let go of that one toy he's playing and he would go pick up another toy and then ethan would be playing with this new toy and then suddenly he sees his brother pick up another toy that's mine and so much you know that this is like i remember one time you know i came to a place where i was so frustrated i am like you know what i'm not going to tell john to share anymore i look at ethan i said what you know you should you should share he's two okay he's just two years old you should share and then he looks at me is like no it's mine you should share no it's mine you should share it's mine and then you know he just starts crying and wailing like you know less like a baby now i understand he's he was two it's okay i mean you know we 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 often we talk about you know when it comes to parenting you know you need to teach your children to share have you ever been there as a child you know your parents came and told you you should share you used to hate that statement didn't you okay you should share you should share i mean it's not yours you should share it with you know all those things it's okay i understand small children you know they they, they come to that place where they you know just want to keep things to themselves they don't want to let go but what happens when they still have that same mindset of that of a 2 year old as they grow up when they are 10 when they are 20 when they are 30 when they are 40 when they are 50 when they are 60 and 70 and they still have that same mindset that hey this belongs to me it's mine all this is mine i'm not going to give it to anybody i'm not going to give it to that person i'm not going to give it to the, this belongs to me and i'm telling you church there's so many people you know who 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 come to that mindset where they just they just can't you know they just can't let go 
they just can't let go of these the fact that man this belongs to me this belongs to me this belongs to me and that's why it's important to come to a place where we learn to deal with that selfish heart and we learn to give we just keep giving because can i tell you as you keep giving selfishness comes out of that back door it just walks away from you it cannot cling on to you the more you keep holding on to the things that you have like i said earlier you know this is not just about money anything that you're holding on to anything in your life that you keep holding on to saying it's yours you deserve it you you know you have entitlement to it or you have rights to it can i tell you this the enemy has an open door to enter into your life and wreak havoc and you know wreck your life completely it's an open door for the enemy every time you keep holding the things that you think belongs to you god wants us to grow up and one day be like him Okay. You remember John 3:16? What does John 3:16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave. And God wants us to be like where we come to a place where we say that you know what? I love them so much. All right? I want to give. I just want to give. I don't want to hold back anything which I think that belongs to me. No, this does not belong to me. This belongs So deal develop a great a generous heart here's number 4 develop a grateful heart Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 15 and we close with this okay you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you therefore i command you this thing today you know all through the scripture jesus god says you need to give you know those people listen when you give you will receive a blessing he's saying listen don't hold back he's talking about everything and then he ends up you know this entire portion of scripture by saying listen you shall remember where you came from you shall remember the fact that once upon a time you were a slave in the land of egypt and it is me lord your god who redeemed you therefore i command to you this Listen when you understand that it's an attitude of your heart and that's why I said you know the beginning of the series you know if there's something that needs to be dealt with before we actually talk about money you know for that matter we have to understand about what goes on inside of our heart and that's why it's important to deal with our heart and like can I tell you this only a grateful heart can become a generous one only if you're grateful about what you have in your life when you understand that listen i don't have things in my life because i've really worked hard for it i don't have things in my life because man i have slogged for it i have done everything that is there i have things in my life today yes i've put in my work but i have things in my life today because god is the one who gave it to me and when you come into that place you develop a heart of gratitude you're saying that lord thank you for what i have in my life thank you for the money that you blessed me with thank you for the relationships that you've given to me thank you for the church that you've given to me thank you for every single detail that is there in my life and i know that i have it today in my life because you are the one who's blessed me with it and when you come into that place of gratitude can i tell you what happens when you develop a heart of gratitude you automatically develop a generous heart only people who are grateful are generous givers i remember and i want to close with this i remember you know there was a dentist who was working under me all right almost 2 years ago and um, there was a lot of patients okay and uh, you know he was new but he had experience under his belt so every time a patient to you know would come in whether then when the new patients i would just freely give it to him as there have been times when i've not even looked up you know the case you know which has come in and some of them were really good cases that actually turned out to be all right and he would be surprised because he's worked in other clinics and none of the dentists that he's worked under would actually just freely give off patients like that you know every dentist you know that he's been under would actually sit down see the patient and then they would you know diagnose what's required to be done and then only they would give it to the assistant dentist who's there but for me you know every time a new patient comes my staff would say there's a new patient i said i give it to that new dentist and he would be shocked and you know we've had this conversation he said doctor i don't understand you how are you just not even looking at the cases which i'm getting and you're just giving it freely away to me how are you able to do that and i i told him this listen you need to understand today you know my clinic has reached a place where my waiting area is often full i have two dental chairs both my dental chairs are sometimes full but there was a time in my life when all of these things that you see were completely empty 
There was no patience in the waiting area. There was no patience in any of my dental chairs. And there have been just times when me and my staff, my staff would be sitting outside, I would be sitting in my cabin and I would just be crying and crying out to the Lord and saying, Lord, Lord, send me patience. Okay, and I, I often make this joke, okay, because I think sometimes God, God has to deal with this, okay. Many times, you know, people pray that God, I don't want any sickness and do you know there are doctors praying, you know, they are... And I often think, God, whose prayer are you going to answer? Okay, because I know that by because as a dentist, I used to cry and I say, Lord, I mean, I wouldn't say, Lord, strike him or her with dental pain. I wouldn't say that, okay, but I would just say, Lord, send me patience. Okay, send me patience, okay? And, and I'm telling you, listen, over the years, I've seen the blessing of the Lord. Over the years, I've seen the blessing of the Lord, but I, every time I walk into that place, I always look back and I think, man, there was a time and nothing was there. And today, you know, I've, I've come to a place of gratitude. I've come to a place of gratefulness to the Lord because if the Lord has blessed me in my practice, it's only because of what the Lord has done and not because of my ability. And that's why I told my doctor, I'm able to give you freely the patients that's coming to me. Because every one of these patients that's walking into the clinic are patients whom God has provided for me. And that's why I can freely give it off to you. Now, I'm not trying to praise myself. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm just saying, listen church, would you come into a place of gratitude? Would you come into a place where you acknowledge that everything that you have in your life is not because of what you have done or what you have not done? It's because God decided that you are worthy to receive that in your life. That really spoke to me. And I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this. If you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.